Happy Hype Friday, Cake Nation, and welcome back to the Chemistry Cake online podcast, where chatting about chemistry has never been sweeter. Chemistry Cake is online, and today is the fourth episode of our Astro and Atmospheric Chemistry season. Today's sweet guest is hailing all the way from Wales. She received her bachelor's degree in physics from the Universita di Rome de Vergata, uh, her master's degree in astrophysics in the same university, and her doctorate in cosmology from CISA ISIS. And then she received another master's degree in space science and technology from the Universita di Rome Tor Vergata. Folks, this woman is out of this world. So please, please help me give her a warm welcome um, to my friend, Dr. Claudia Antolini. Claudia, thank you so much for reaching out to chat with me today. I am so stoked to talk about your science with you. Um, and uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, you moved recently. And the only reason I remember that is because uh, I, there was something circulating on some social media platform, I think it was Twitter, of you in a cardboard box that you fashioned into a rocket ship singing, fly me to the moon. And I said to myself, oh my gracious, I need to become best friends with this human immediately. That video is my heart's delight. How have you been since then? Well, first of all, thank you so much, Kay, for having me on your podcast. It's a great pleasure for me to have a chat with you on Chemistry Cake. I love it. Yes, that is indeed right. I have recently moved to Cardiff in Wales. Uh, I used to live in Edinburgh before, so I've, I've been moving capitals in the United Kingdom. Uh, people know that the next one will be Belfast. <laughs> Let's see what happens <laughs> with my life. Um, but yeah, I've moved to Wales in September 2019 uh, when I started my uh, new job. And as you do when you're a space scientist, when your head is more in the sky than maybe here on Earth, I thought, well, what should I do with all this cardboard? So clearly I had to make a rocket out of it uh, because that's what sensible people don't do. <laughs> like that seems like a, a reasonable thing to do with cardboard. Well, I mean, it was the only right thing for me yeah. to do it I was just was what felt it was close to my heart so that that's, that's why gorgeous. I've done it I have a bit of a childish side maybe but why should I stop having fun <laughs> I, I think the only reason why I wouldn't fashion my cardboard box into a beaker is because beakers are cylindrical and boxes are not <laughs> that would be very difficult i'd be like this is a beaker and it's like this is square cake <laughs> it can be trickier as a shape but i'm i'm yeah. sure that we can find something for you yeah or round bottom flask if i could make a cardboard round bottom flask i'd be very impressed with myself <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh oh, that's awesome yeah i i love that video um i i i think about it like once every two weeks. I don't know why. I think it's just like when I'm scrolling through Twitter, that's the first thing that pops into my mind when I see you tweet. So it's just like, this is a really, it makes me smile. It's great. <laughs> oh, that, that's great. No, you know, the fact that people scroll on Twitter and think about something I did that makes them laugh. It's, it's great. You know, it's an amazing thought. It's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. I, it is certainly one of the top like 10 videos of my favorites on Twitter. So yes. Wow. <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> so, um, so from my understanding, and we've been talking about space, you studied and still study cosmology, which 
uh, isn't immediately chemistry, and this is the Chemistry Cake on, online podcast, but but knowing me, uh, I'll relate anything and everything to chemistry, even cake. Um, so what would you tell us um, what cosmology is? Cosmology is the study of the history of the universe. So everything that happened from the Big Bang to today and then in the future. Um, mm -hmm. So it doesn't really look at the individual planets or stars, but mm -hmm. it looks more at the, the overall history. So uh, how it all started, uh, mm -hmm. what were the mechanisms that triggered certain big scale phenomena uh, mm -hmm. to take place. Uh, so, you know, you look at things like the amount of dark matter, uh, when the galaxies start to form, whereas other branches of astrophysics look more into uh, how stars uh, work or mm -hmm. uh, how does a galaxy within itself uh, work, how does it um, account for energy and so on and so forth. Uh, so I, in my research, I have explored more the larger structures in the universe or how to gain information about the, the very big picture from smaller objects that you can observe and characterize. But what uh, is a, a lesser known fact about me is that I got originally into science because of chemistry, because I, my high school teacher uh, was great and she taught chemistry and biology. Uh, she originally by training is a biologist, but I fell in love with chemistry first. Mm -hmm. And then my interest uh, went a bit more towards physics, but I started out loving science, being absolutely awestruck by this topic that I felt like I could love so much until the mm -hmm. point I made my career uh, via, via the study of chemistry in the first place. So chemistry has mm -hmm. a very, very special place in my heart. It will always have. Uh, the, the link I make between cosmology and chemistry is that one of the things that we have learned about uh, the way that the universe looks today is thanks to the Big Bang nucleosynthesis. So mm -hmm. in the very, very early stages of the universe, uh, just mere seconds after the Big Bang, everything was still very, very hot, but not hot enough that the reactions could keep happening to in order to keep the same, a certain amount of protons and neutrons at the same time. So when the universe dropped below a, a certain temperature, those reactions went out of equilibrium. So essentially, after that moment, you don't get any more new neutrons. The neutrons will start decaying, and in turn, that will determine what sorts of uh, nuclei we can observe today from those very, very primordial Big Bang synthesized ones. So... All the hydrogen that we see today is made only by protons. So that is, by definition, primordial. Like the hydrogen that makes us up was made in a Big Bang. Most of helium is primordial. There is a bit, a, a little chunk of lithium that is also primordial. After that, all the heavier nuclei were synthesized more uh, by other processes in, uh, in astrophysics. So either by cosmic rays hitting each other or uh, stars exploding or massive stars merging with each other. All the other elements 
that we observe in the universe and that make up us and the makeup of cake were formed into later processes. So understanding the ratios of uh, the primordial elements and studying the other possible processes that made all the nuclei come together gives us insight on how the universe worked, especially in those very, very early phases, and then makes us more able to understand why is Earth the way it is, uh, how meta-rich was the sun as a star, or how meta-rich was the, the star that was here before the sun in order to you know, make, a ha- make us have a rocky planet with lots of heavy elements and different things. So in my opinion, there, there is quite a strong link between astronomy, cosmology, and, and chemistry, because without the Big Bang, literally, there would be no chemistry. My, well, for, so first of all, you can't see me right now, but I, my jaw has just dropped to the floor. Uh, my mind is so blown because I'm trying to like think about how large scale the universe is and then trying to think about that large scale on an atomic level. And my brain's just like, Ugh! like, it's just, it's just like, this is a lot of information. This is really wonderful. Um, and it's just like kind of like zooming into like the atomic scale and then zooming out to like the universe and then zooming in and zooming out. And I'm like, Oh my gosh. Oh, this is amazing. I, I think that's phenomenal. Um, and would you mind explaining a little more in detail what the big bang is? Um, because I, I do know that, that some folks are like, Oh, the big bang, like I have a general idea of what it is, but not, not really what it actually is. And I'm, I'm certainly interested. Okay, now that is a million-dollar question. Ah. Let's see how good of a job can I do as a science communicator and astrophysicist to explain the Big Bang. Okay. So a nice thing to know is that Big Bang was actually sort of a derogatory term that was given to the Mm -hmm. theory. Uh, And then uh, stick with it because there were two main uh, ways of of thinking about it at the time. Uh, Some people were for the so-called stationary state. So a universe that didn't expand and more or less stayed the same um, Mm -hmm. in that sense along its evolution. And then there were people that instead thought the universe was expanding. But uh, for something to expand today, it means it it must have been smaller before. Mm -hmm. So it was smaller yesterday, and it was smaller yesterday, and it was smaller yesterday, and then it was smaller a million years ago, and then two million years ago, and then billions of years ago. But you can't keep going back forever. It must get to a universe that is so small that is confined to a point or to a very, very, very small region of space. So people that didn't really like the, this theory dubbed it Big Bang, because they thought, yeah, come on, it's like the universe started with a bang, like how likely is that? And then it was found instead that the Big Bang Theory was correct, or as correct as we can still find it to be even today, 50 years later. So when we think of the universe, like it's already big, it's already mind-bogglingly big. Thinking that the universe expands is maybe even harder So when people think about the universe expanding, generally uh, there's the analogy of the balloon that inflates. Yes, it's visual, but it's not 
really the way that it works. It's a bit harder than that because when a balloon inflates, it inflates into something, whereas the Big Bang makes the universe grow, but it's space-time itself that is stretching. And it's, it's not the easiest, but, you know, we're on chemistry cake, so I'm going to use a cake analogy because I'm sure Amazing. that... Amazing, yes. Like <laughs> so imagine you live inside dough. Oh, okay. Which is like the dream. Okay, so everything mm. you see around yourself is dough. You don't see the outside, okay? You don't see the oven. So <laughs> everything around you... <laughs> It's just dough. And inside the dough, not to make you feel lonely, uh, what, what do you like best? Chocolate chips or raisins? Ooh, chocolate chips. I also like raisins. Oh, both. Uh, okay. Chocolate chips. There's going to be a mix of both to keep everyone okay. happy. In different directions, you can look around yourself and you can see chocolate chips and you see raisins. All right? So... If you measure the distance, cake to the closest raisin or chocolate chip, all right, you measure it today and you measure it tomorrow or in 10 years and you find that the distance has increased. And it has increased because the dough is rising. It's rising. So it's the whole universe in three dimensions that stretches in the same way, if you were a raisin or a chocolate chip inside dough, you would see the other bits moving away from you. I hope that this makes remotely sense. So the Big Bang is the very, very early moment <laughs> when you have your dough that is so dense that is all in one point. Okay, so it's very, very tricky because when you get to scales that are smaller than the Planck length, you need quantum mechanics. So it only explains, you know, the whole Big Bang thing only explains the universe after 10 to the minus 34 seconds. So we, we don't really explain everything. Mm -hmm. But after then, imagine you have a very, very, very tiny ball of dough. And there's nothing outside. There's only the dough. And then that ball of dough starts rising in all possible directions. All the particles start losing track of each other. You know, the dough gets colder and colder and colder, and then all sorts of things start to happen. You get, uh, at, uh, you get nu nuclei that start forming, uh, neutrinos start traveling freely. Uh, then after some time, light also travels freely. And then because there's lots of stuff in your dough, more than you can see. There, some raisins and chocolate chips start getting closer to each other again and form clusters of deliciousness. So when oh you cut the you will find little clumps of sweet matter that is closer together. So by looking at all the structures, how they came together, how you see voids and everything else, you actually recover the history of how the dough has been rising all these billions of years. So this is how you can do cosmology in a cake. Oh my gosh. 
the cosmology of the, the cosmology of cake. Uh, I am speechless right now. That was such a great analogy, first and foremost. So thank you for so vividly describing um, the Big Bang. I, that's very cool. Wow. So, so, wow. I'm at a loss for words. Like this is, I mean, like it's made more sense because you've related it to a thing that I care very deeply for, um, just in case folks at home did not realize I loved cake or anything. But uh, that's so cool. So so then, um, so the Big Bang, that's that's important. Uh, what, what, what then did you study? I think you've mentioned it earlier, but what specifically then did you study? So my research uh, was about um gravitational lensing of the cosmic microwave background radiation so the cosmic microwave background radiation is what happens when light is free to travel in the universe for the first time so it's the first picture that you can take made of light of the universe um that is expanding yes now we know now we know is everything about the expansion of the universe (laughs) so (laughs) once you know the universe cools down and it starts expanding Mm -hmm. and we get a cosmic microwave background radiation then uh what i was referring to earlier in my cake story uh was the fact that after a while structures start to collapse due Mm -hmm. to the force of gravity and also due to the fact that there is probably a lot of dark matter in the universe we are not entirely sure uh, because there is this lots and lots of mass that seems to be missing. We can't observe it. So we think mm-hmm. right now we think it's a weird particle that hasn't been discovered yet, which would explain all this missing mass as dark matter. Mm-hmm. So dark matter makes um, structures to form. So we see clumps of matter that then uh, start galaxies and stars and all these other fantastic things. When you have all these clumps, quite heavy, uh, light gets distorted because general relativity tells us that uh, whenever you have a gravitational force which creates a gravity field, light is also affected by it. So whenever you have a ray of light passing next to a clump of matter, it gets deflected. And the way it gets deflected gives you the gravitational lensing effect. So all these uh, structures, galaxies and clusters of galaxies that have formed from the Big Bang to the present day, will distort the picture of the cosmic microwave radiation a little bit, okay? So we have the cosmic microwave background radiation, which is sort of the original picture, and it's like if we were seeing it with a bit of a disturbance in the middle, and this disturbance is the effect of gravitational lensing given by all the structures that have formed so far in the existence of the universe. So by looking at that, I um, tried to uh, 
understand what was a possible effect other factors in the late evolution of the universe could have had. So I've mentioned dark matter, but the other big mystery right now in cosmology is dark energy. Because recently, just to make the matters more complicated, not only the universe is expanding, but is expanding in an accelerated way. So Mm. our dough, our cake, is not only rising, is rising faster and faster and faster as time goes by. So different, it's it's a bigger and bigger cake. It's even more awesome. Amazing. (laughs) I know, it's the best. (laughs) So different models of dark energy, different ways in which this acceleration has happened, uh, can affect the way that the effect of gravitational lensing is observed today. So this is what I've I've done in my PhD thesis, looking at different models and running simulations to see how big or little this effect is and whether we can see it with future satellites. So my thesis in a slice of cake. This is so cool. I... I am so fascinated by this. And the way that you describe it is in- incredibly mesmerizing. Like, I I am speechless because I'm just, like, imagining all of the things that you're saying. And I'm just in awe of, <laughs> of, of the stuff that you study. And this is just, this is incredible. This is remarkable. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Cosmology of cake. It's phenomenal. I love it. It's great. Oh, man. Okay. So um, we, we, are, we are reaching near the end of our chat. However, I do, I do have to ask you a very, very important question. Claudia, are you ready? Yes, as ready as I can be. <laughs> so for my final question, what is your favorite cake flavor and why? Ooh, well... I'm told I'm a rule breaker. <laughs> I will have to say something that is some people don't consider an actual cake, and mm-hmm. I get it, it's not real cake, maybe, but I still love it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to stick to my guns yep. and say that I really, really like apple crumble. It's not mm-hmm. cake. I know, I know it's not cake, but it's dessert, mm-hmm. and I love it. Okay, but here's the question now. Is apple crumble a pie? Because it has a crust and it has a filling. It has a crust, but it doesn't have a crust that goes all around it, does it? Yeah, but neither does pizza. I'm not sure if it's a pie. Hmm. Hmm. See, this is controversial now. <laughs> this, is, this is about as controversial as this podcast ever gets, I feel. Um, yeah, so apple crumble, not a cake in my opinion, but I guess we're just going to have to save that for the round table um, because we have decided that we are doing that episode. Just me and a round table of folks deciding which things people think are cake and or not cake. And it's going to be a fun time. Fair enough. Um, apple crumble, well, I guess however... Has to rise this cake? You know, that's really interesting because bread also rises. So. But bread isn't sweet. It could be. What about banana bread? I don't know. It's mm. a good point, but. 
Right. So that's, I think that's what we're going to have to figure out in, in that episode. Um, and I know exactly when it's going to air. So that's going to be a fun time. So keep an eye out for it, folks. Uh, but I, I do want to say that apple crumble is delicious. Um, just not a cake. But that's okay because we welcome all folks here on on the Chemistry Cake Online mm-hmm. podcast. And considering that you like gave us the cosmology of cake, I can accept that answer. <laughs> I am glad that you know I, I could make up for my poor choice of cake. <laughs> it's not a poor choice. It's just not a cake. <laughs> oh man! Oh. In cake matters. <laughs> Yes, it does. It matters. <laughs> oh, I am glad that I was able to make up for it. But I do love cake. I also do love cake. You know, you've mentioned my uh, my Carbo Rocket video before, but yes. I've also made another video a bit more recently about this huge cake I made, which was an apple crumble. This was actual chocolate cake. Real cake, which folks. Was yeah, it was real cake, and it it was it had planets inside. Oh my god! I made this huge astronaut-shaped cake, and I I put little planets inside, and I made galaxy-colored buttercream. Oh my gracious! I need to go find that. Okay, I, I know exactly what I'm going to do right after this. I'm going to go find that tweet. Oh, oh, such a sweet response, Claudia. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me to chat today. This was a phenomenal, stellar, out of this world chat. Like, even though I didn't say much, I was just so in awe. Like your ability to communicate something that is so complex in in a relatable way is phenomenal. And I really appreciate that. Um, To the listeners at home, thank you for joining us today. We hope that you enjoyed this chat as well. And we hope that you enjoyed the cosmology of cake, because that rules. Uh, If you would like to follow the many cosmological adventures of Claudia, you can follow her on Twitter at CA underscore Astrocom. And if you'd like to partake in the hype, you can follow me on Twitter at Chemistry Cake and on Instagram at Chemistry Cake Online. And all of those will be linked in the description. Folks, super, super hyped to have you. I hope you have a great week. This is your friendly reminder to stay hydrated, to keep the hype alive, and to edify your village. Thanks for tuning in, folks. This is Chemistry Cake, signing off. Mm.